0: From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. The number one shoe machine, machine on the market. We own three of them. And I can tell you personally, even before they came, became sponsors, their customer service is second to none. um You know, every time I've had any issues with any of my machines, going back to the way old ones, they've always taken really good care of me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com. Oh, and mention uh, mention us and they'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins or Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, You know, we always tell our players that they should be working on their craft. I challenge you to work on your craft. Come over, join a community of like-minded coaches who want to make this game better. It's the reason I started Teach Hoops is to help pay the bills for all these podcasts, but even more importantly, to give back um, to this great game that has given me so much um, and to set up a roadmap for you to be successful, not only on the court, but off the court. And we offer a 14 day free trial. So come over and check, kick the tires around, see if you like it. And, uh, let's head off the podcast. You're getting an early less. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying that's what, this is where the question comes in. So you're saying you're looking at them and you're making context. And again, D3 is different rules, but yeah. do you, I mean, how do you keep track of this? Like I texted this kid on Tuesday yeah. You're not gonna text them Tuesday night, Tuesday morning. I mean, there's gotta be some there has to be, I'm a, again a stats teacher. You don't want it random, but you also don't want to over right. overdo so it.
1: You like, gotta keep it's,
0: track of that.
1: You got it. I mean, what you touched on is where recruiting is an art and a science, right? It's not there, there has to be um some type of paint by numbers, mathematical, like make sure we are communicating X with this person, and there's usually a a uh, rhythm to it, right? Make contact, get transcript, get visit, et cetera. But it's also an art and different and different people are different people. So me talking to one family, they might be more interested in one step before the other step. So it's, it's a wide ranging way of doing things. How do we keep track of it as organized as we can possibly be? And it's something that I still strive to be better at all the time. It is a lot sometimes in a day. There isn't a window of time. It's not business hours. So I will get texts from recruits late. It might be really early. But sometimes my brain is not in operational mode. Is. And, and is there a software? software? Is there something
0: like Synergy? Like I know Synergy for tapes and stuff. Is
1: there right, something we, you guys use? Putting a Y in there as a yes. When we did, uh, did they visit? Did we see them live? And then that will have their general info, their GPA, uh, what they might be interested in. When I'm really on my game and I'm updating everything, we have links to their highlight tapes, to their huddle right. in there. Right. Because yeah. if you're talking so, to them, you can pull that up and look at exactly. it. Yeah, and That's I was so- I
0: saw him at this or I saw him at that.
1: Yeah. So the way that we keep track of it is as I guess the best way I could put it is as best I can. Yeah. A lot of times things do get lost in the sauce. Uh, a joke that I'll tell recruits is the best way to contact me is a lot. A A lot lot of times I'm going to forget, like, I want to respond to your email. I might even have a draft of it. But if a player knocks on the door at that time and I got to go down to the gym to open up the gym for them, and then I'm down there and I'm talking to three different guys for 25 minutes and I get, there's going to be things in my day. It's not a typical office day, you Uh, know, on a day-to-day basis. So I try my best, but even a second email or a DM or a text, whatever it is, that's probably going to be. Something that a lot of us. it reminds amazing. you. It, it reminds shows. you. What? Yeah. Uh,
0: isn't there a like? Isn't there like a hoop mountain or something something mountain something that has like some elite camps for just like smart kids? Isn't there a couple there, of those yeah, around? There are there?
1: like um, uh, there are all academic camps. There are like very specific for high academic type of kids. They replicate just like the Ivys, without it being you visiting the Ivy camp and playing in front of the staff but you're going to attract a lot of high academic coaches all in the same region. to region. The same gyms. So there, there are tailor-made events. Uh, even uh, the company I referenced before hoop group, they'll do elite camps in the summer and academically. Okay. And yeah. That'll get different recruiting. That makes
0: sense. That makes sense. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah that's uh, yeah, if there's a niche, somebody will figure it out. Trust somebody me. Somebody will
1: find it. You got they'll it. will right
0: find now. it there. Um, so, is is how you run practice in the high school and the college different and what would what would you say similarities and differences are
1: um i think that in college you're going to be a little bit i don't want to say more regimented you're going to be tailor made to what your goals are so for a college practice in in uh in conference play for instance i think that in my experience at least and again i was coaching with somebody that wasn't as into the Xs and Os but in my, both of the colleges that I've been at, that I've coached at, and even the one that I played for, um, walkthroughs of, of opponent sets, getting a little bit more detailed into the film work of individuals that you're going up against. Uh, a lot of times you're you're just getting into the weeds a little bit more. We have more opportunity to have those times, you know, where we don't have to teach during our day necessarily. Maybe some coaches do. I've, I've done that as well. But if we're spending our hours wisely we're going to have a lot of extra time in the film and in those things to get into those weeds. And one thing I always say, and it's what I tell high school athletes too, is like you might play against an opponent that's really high level and they'll have like five college level kids on that team or they might have four or three or whatever it is. When you play against a college team, they have 15. And they all right,
0: have- Every yeah. one of them was the
1: best player on their team. Exactly. So all yeah. the, they got all the accolades. They got all of that. So we, I think that what I've noticed is the final plays and sets that the other coaches are running, getting calls, those are the things that I've enjoyed like diving into a little bit more is not just this is a fast team that wants to play up-tempo and do that. And I think there are actually a it, get ready it, for that.
0: It does. Time. It does. We, we do that. We do that in ours. We do as many film sessions and breakdowns right. and walkthroughs and the morning of a game because I just think it's better for them to have Holy seen God. it in my environment than in other ones, but it's just, I I don't know. I just think it, it's not that hard. It, again, it takes work though. If you want to be good, I don't know. I, I find winning more fun than losing. So I
1: oh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> and I think that, pro- I think what I, what I would say is I'm coaching at the high school that I was at a really small public school with no resources and no funding. Uh, we did, we just, we didn't, we wouldn't have been able to. We just would not have been able to get it done at the level that we would have wanted to. we worked with what we had and we were limited in those capacities. We also had a, we were not necessarily the time, but it was close to a majority minority uh, population due to being real close to New York. Sometimes we had guys coming in that English was their second language, so we were also learning to communicate with them just in general before we could even get into right. the we right. Well, and the, well, and the so thing I is, it's like, i'm gonna
0: tell coaches that are listening to this you got to be creative too like if you don't have the resources shoot i used to write out my hand i used to hand write my uh scouting reports and i used to have two vcrs and sit like i mean i didn't have the money for the fancy little like whatever and then you know so um i'm that old i went from vcrs to dvd i bought a, i have a dvd burner over there that i used to use yep so yeah it's like absolutely you can make it work if you want, right? But it's just going to take more work. Yes. Um, and again, I it's I, I don't know. I just find it more fun to win. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I can do. I'm going to do whatever I can do to win. I am.
1: I'm with you on that, coach.
0: You know, as long as it's legal and it's not like unsportsmanlike, right. I'm gonna we're gonna like yeah, we're gonna beat it's. You. It's the secret sauce. It's hard work.
1: It's it is. Out. So we're- I'll
0: tell you, my my brother runs a VC company, one of the most active ones in the entire country. So very lots of people. Anyway, mm-hmm. and I always ask him, you know, when you're interviewing guys for 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 the venture capital and to come in and you know, he, he obviously looks at resumes and stuff. I said, "He goes, if I have two equal guys, I'll take the little less smart guy that works outworks the smart guy." Yeah. You know, cuz you want the person that's going to grind. Yes. Absolutely. they <laughs> they they might have spent 20 hours to get what the other the smart guy should have gotten done in 12, but he'll get right. it done better. Right. Like, okay. Whatever. It does not right. matter as long as the good job gets done. Um yep. All right. I'm gonna go through. I always so I, this is I call this rapid fire. I'm gonna ask you some questions, um, mm-hmm. and you know they're just they're gonna be uh, we'll go from one to one. They'll some will be long, some will be short. What is okay. your favorite brand of basketball? The actual ball you play with?
1: Yeah. So I actually have it in my hands. It's a Wilson Evolution. We don't use this. That we play uh that we play with um but forever this is the high school ball that i play with so wilson evolution hands down and why and it's the grip I just for me like i'm a, I'm a shooter in general you give me a rock but this is the one that it's the most natural for me we use spalding tf thousands because that's yeah. when they use the
0: state tournament but the but the leather is like i gotta not talk it. to somebody it's spalding it's not, not the grip isn't there I'm i mean ever- like bro. the wide i do like the wide channels um yeah. one word to describe your ideal player. Gritty. Okay. You go to one sporting event in the world I'll pay for it. What would you go to? World Cup. That's a great call. I don't have a lot of World Cups. World Cup. Yep. Yep. Trust me, I've been in Europe during the World Cup. Yeah. It yeah. is like people have no That's idea. Right. <laughs> That's like, what I watched. Like yeah. we were like, <laughs> I was with my brother and we were going we were we were backpacking through Europe and like okay, it was in Italy at the time. I think it must have been 90. Anyway, mm. and um and we were gonna go to Florence and the people said you're not going to Florence <laughs> because they're playing a World Cup game. So we jumped on a train and went to Milan. I don't know, we went somewhere else. Right, right. It was like yeah, these mm. people are crazy. Do you yeah, have I f- would want
1: f- to experience that.
0: Yeah, it w- it, it's pretty cool. Uh US, isn't it in four? I
1: Soon. think so, yeah.
0: Soon. Yep. It'll be interesting if it gets that crazy here. Right, right. That's a different world. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll we'll ho- we
1: can hope. Uh favorite yeah. pregame meal or postgame meal? Uh, peanut butter and jelly pregame meal. Postgame meal would be Philly cheese steak. Oh, you live in the right spot for that. Uh, uh-huh. what
0: does your game day look like as a college coach?
1: Game day for us, we would play on a Wednesday at night or a Saturday. I'll use a Saturday. I'm up at I'm up early. I'm getting to the to the office early. I want to make sure that every single detail on the scouting report is good that all my game day sheets on the notes that I'm going to take are good. We're going to do a pregame shoot around. Um, so we'll do the shoot around early in the day. Then I'm going to go home for a little bit, have some lunch, take a shower, get all my stuff ready for, uh, I'm going to give myself a home game in this scenario Okay. and get, get back over to the gym. The women usually play before us. So I'll get there and watch typically right at the end of the first quarter. And, uh, an hour out from game time is when my brain switches into blocking everything else out mode. And, and what game. and uh, what does
0: and who does your who does the who are you, you or your sis who does the uniforms and all the behind the scenes stuff?
1: Yeah, we have equipment.
0: Okay. So you're equi- staff and,
1: and game day. Um, operations they're excellent where I am right now. Okay,
0: that's there. really good that you're not having yeah, to do absolutely. any of the, the equipment manager takes no. care of that is nice. No, they're yeah.
1: they are high level. Yeah, that's <laughs> one thing you do to relax. Ooh. watch NBA instead because I I hardly get to watch like that and to me it's like not even it's so different than what I'm used to and trying to analyze and do all that it's so much more entertainment based, and since I don't really have any dogs in the fight anymore, I just kind of, it's it's relaxing. They're, cr- they're crazy. They're just so insanely talented. It's, it's like watching a sport in my mind.
0: Yeah, like, obviously, Wisconsin and the Bucks and Giannis. Yeah. If you see him, like that would be me on a computer building a basketball player like that's just you should just not be like that like i want
1: to i want to give a non-basketball answer i'm just it's actually harder to find for me uh but what i what i love to do i have a a small circle of friends and my two best friends each of them just had their first children the baby girl so one thing i've been trying to do as often as i can is uh go up and see them and see their the wives and their new babies oh that's nice that's you know, you know, been a nice change
0: of pace yeah me. babies smell really good that's the, they do, <laughs> yeah. they do. they do smell yeah. good they do smell good uh do you have any superstitions
1: uh game day is uh just the the pattern in which i get dressed is somewhat superstitious but i've been involved in enough um losing seasons in my life that i've also learned that my socks don't really matter No,
0: it's routine. I tell people it's routine. It's not superstition. It's routine. Um, All right, here's a tough one again. Describe your perfect player in five words.
1: Okay. I'm going to take one second here to really think about it. Gritty, skilled, smart. Competitive. And crazy.
0: Yeah, that's what you're looking for in a recruit right there. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, Best basketball player you have seen in person?
1: LeBron at ABC. No, uh, it was Lenny Cook at ABCD, to be honest with you. Lenny Cook at ABCD camp. ABCD camp used to be held at the Rothman Center, which is where FDU played. And that was top high school athletes in the country uh, would come to play there. And that was around the corner from where I grew up. So I got to see some of the best ones. I saw Steph. Stephon Marbury, I should say. I dated myself there. I went to five-star and blue chip. That was a different era. Yeah, and uh, seeing Lenny Cook, it's a, even though he didn't really have the career that panned out, Eddie Curry was so incredibly dominant when he was in high school and when he was playing against other high school athletes, he was just a man among boys. So that was another super impressive one. And Sebastian Telfair was the best point guard. That I ever really saw live, like in person uh at that time as as a high school player. Uh best player of all time. Best player of all time is to me, it's Michael. Uh, I just don't at this point, uh LeBron is the best career of all time, I would say, but best player. Well, uh just my eyes and and how I enjoyed the game, it was Michael.
0: He never lost the finals. Yeah. Let's be, yeah. i mean the greatest winner yeah. yes uh if you could only teach one basketball skill what would you teach we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see Shooting. Okay. If you would change one thing about basketball, what would you change?
1: I want uh college games to be four quarters instead of two halves.
0: Oh, that's good. I think my you know what my utopian, there's two get rid of the jump ball. Mm. It's stupid. It is stupid, yeah. Agree. Cause it, at the high school level, it's even worse because they can't throw it up. Right. And the second thing is the college court and the and the um NBA court need to get wider. Oh, oh! Couldn't agree more. I mean, the athletes are showing us that. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I I I have D one guy. Our league has four yeah. five D one guys every year. It's too small. For them. It, it, it's too small. It's it, it's, it's actually dangerous. Deep. Yeah, it is dangerous.
1: It's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I we're seeing high impact collisions and all of these things because they don't have deceleration behind the basket. Uh, they're going. They don't even reach. They don't even have enough space to reach max speed. So the deceleration from going. It's so difficult. I think that's why we see joint injuries and things like that. So yeah. what I
0: would do is I would go 160, I think, for a new court. Mm. Yeah. Because it's 94.54. It. I'd go right. – I think I'd go 60. 100 de- yeah. length. Yeah, make, make it a little longer if we're going to do yeah. it. If we're going to change the court, let's make it – and then
1: I, – I would love if like a overtime lead or, or some type of ancillary lead tried it out. Right. That we can get some data and just yeah. see what it looked like, yeah, yeah. And then I and then we got to change the charge.
0: I don't know how yeah, we change, heard, it. like you a lot can't, of people, it changes. especially it's another, at that it's level, thing.
1: right? Because we're seeing again, we're seeing the the high impact, the, the athleticism is just at a level that is incredible, it's super fun, but it is dangerous. They're gonna
0: hire people to just come in and take a charge on Giannis, right? And the guy's worth 100 million, don't come on. Like, right. you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to, th- you're not going to make Elvis, you know, try to sing yeah. in a
1: pool, you know. And like- uh, and w- one thing I would say, I mean, especially in New Jersey, I, I don't know what the deal is in Wisconsin or not, but uh, shot clock in high school, I get it. I really would love it coming from the school that I came from, unless the state paid for it. There was no way that that was ever going to get put up in in, in, uh, in the schools without the funding. If you have to hire an additional shot clock operator. I'm fully aware of the funding issues that would be involved with that. And that's why I get it. I get why it's not. But if there was any way, I don't care if it's a, a, a somebody on the sideline with a, a and, wristwatch and, just yelling out. The hey, only, no. the, and,
0: and again, I don't really care. I always seek the other side just to cause Twitter problems. <laughs> I think, yeah. To be honest with you. But the only issue I have is what's unique about high school basketball, why I love it and why I haven't made the jump and have had opportunities to do it is – Every, every season I get a new bunch of kids and I've had teams where we're going to be in the nineties. I've had teams where we're going to be in the forties and we're going to win both ways Mm -hmm. because I'm going to change to what my guys, the problem I have is I think that it's going to become very vanilla. The same, everyone's going to kind of do the same thing because of the shot clock. Mm. And you know, if you make it 40 or something, fine, but whatever, I I just think it's going to, Everyone's gonna go to a two-two pressure, and because high right. school that we don't have the abilities, our range of abilities is so wide. Yeah, yeah. That
1: it's like I mean, that's for me, it, for me, it's selfish. I want my freshmen to just be more ready to do what we do. Yeah, I so know. If I oh, I just, get it. And, and yeah. the problem is,
0: as the players get better, like no one presses in college basketball anymore. Really, it's so rare.
1: It's it's get it's not gimmicky. It's it's different. You, it's something that you have to like totally. In the college level, you have to have principals with it totally buy into it. It's got to be like a well thought out way to go about it. My and why is that? Because yeah. I'm
0: telling you, Kentucky was doing that all that because the players weren't. I'm just, I, I, yeah, right. that's my worry. It's right. like all that stuff would disappear from high school. Mm-hmm. Like God, I got to prepare for this team runs a one three one. This team runs a diamond and one. This team right. runs a two two one. I'm I. This team runs. You know, dribble drive. This team's running flex, if you can believe right. it. This team, oh, I like, believe
1: it. it's unbelievable. It's but when it, I see flex in AAU, it blows my mind.
0: I know. And it that's works. Right. I mean, it it does hey, put a the, back screen. It, it <laughs> does if you leave if they screen. But that's my <laughs> only issue. Is like I don't want that's my only concern. I don't know if that would happen, mm-hmm. but that's my only concern. Is like, God, everyone's gonna look exactly the same. They're yeah, going to run the same ball screen when there's seven seconds on the shot clock. <laughs> same flat ball screen in the middle. Yes, yeah. it's going to be that's and when you go to high school, you watch enough high school games because you that it's not that right
1: now. You get it's not. I think I guess my counter to it would be the ones that can get creative will be the ones that separate the coaches will. that the they coaches that can look at it the same way we do. Well, which, I think
0: it would be good for our program because we'll you guys if go, you have the talent,
1: and that's the thing. It, it yeah. might play to your advantage if you already have. Players that are talented enough, I think it exposes guys that can create a shot off the dribble. I think that it exposes teams that can execute a screen correctly and create a disadvantaged scenario. And it exposes the teams that are unable to, when, a, when their initial set breaks down, go to plan B, go to plan C, or get it into the hands of somebody that can just go to plan Z.
0: I would play, I would spend a lot more time on ball screens if that happens. Yeah. And cause we just literally what we do is we just switch ball screens. Now different opponents yes. will change. We just
1: switch everything. Yeah. Like, we just switch everything. Cause there's we- no, there's no gray area. I don't right, and that, that does replicate where the college game is going, especially because we're all copy-pasting off the NBA right. one way or another. Yeah, and um, I just switch everything because, literally, would I
0: like to spend 30 minutes of a practice talking about how to read screens and are we going to
1: have I, – I, I I would love to – I don't have time to do that. Literally, Exactly. You know, so that's I, where – that is one of those aspects, which goes back to another question you had, like the differences. We might spend a good portion of practice – on the rotations off of an ice blitz because right. we are going into that team and yeah. we see that they want to run wing ball screens. We get to get that opportunity to go in while at the same time having, you know, basic principles. Like this past season we were pack line oriented.
0: So right. all of our right.
1: decisions were going to come from a pack line mindset and we were going to be making ball screen reads out of that. Um, but it's it's an element of of where I think the game is going of the offensive ability to just create like the guards, you can, they're getting even more position even point guards are kind of blending into just guards, right? Or less guys that can create that is where the game. Well, is you look at, you
0: look at, look at Shaquille O'Neal. He's like number seven all time in the NBA scoring. Yeah. I mean, him and Wilt would both be in the top three if they could have shot free throws in their career. But right. anyway, those guys are good players now. But they're not them because everyone wants this. I mean, that's why Steph. First of all, Steph changed the game more than any human being in the last twenty years because of his agree. ability to shoot threes. He's every kid wants to be that. Yes, yeah. but but uh, you know he's a he's six three and he looks tiny out there. Yes, they want this. they want the guy that can play two three four.
1: Yes, all the time. You yes, know? I mean I, I when I go to. When I go to AU events and I'm just fishing, I'm just looking, I'm dreaming of my six five point guard. I want a six five point guard that can pass the ball, that can create off the bounce, that can shoot behind the ball screen. So you can't go under on him. Now you got to go over. And now he's playing two on one against that big. It's where the game is going. So I have it's difficult for me. I was recruiting a six five point guard actually out of New Jersey, and that shot clock situation, it's like I want to evaluate you and see what you can do, but that team is playing like a 3-2 zone and they're just doubling every single time you get it and there's no counters to that and it's going to be a difficult uh, arena to do a proper evaluation in, but it's the nature of the game. Both coaches are coaching to the rules of the game and there's no blame involved, but it would be one thing that I would force the shot clock And just it helps the evaluation. It's eventually
0: gonna gonna come. come. It's It's eventually. Yeah, 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 the game's going that way. It's just, it's just when. I mean, (laughs) I'll be sitting on a beach drinking a margarita (laughs) by that.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah, (laughs) sound good. That sound
0: (laughs) good. All right. uh, Do you have a favorite quote or saying?
1: I mean, it's so it'll be in context. One of the things that we talk about in our program is uh is E plus R equals O, which is event plus response equals the outcome. And it's a mentality that I try to like have just in general life philosophy is the outcome of something that occurs has your response baked in to the recipe of what right, that outcome right. is going to be. It's not just the event. And, you know, we use basketball as a metaphor as coaches. We use it as a metaphor for life. You play it for us, it's 40 minutes. And in those 40 minutes, you are guaranteed to face adversity in one way or another. Right. Your response to that is going to be a major portion of what the outcome of this day, this event, this game, that set, that, that possession is. So when you expand that into other arenas and other experiences in life, it can make a more boiling moment into a calmer moment. If you kind of remember, like I actually get to impact how I'm going to feel about this. If I can catch myself in that moment and just give myself that opportunity to affect this outcome by having a better mindset towards something. Um, So it's, it's an approach to failure. I think this is all general. It's one of the greatest pieces of pieces of advice that my high school coach, Jay Mahoney gave to me as a player which was that failure is going to be an inevitable companion in your process to where you're going. Your relationship with failure is going to be a major factor in how far you get to go.
0: Boom! I'm telling you, like, yeah, me, my again, my brother runs the mo- one of the most active venture capitals, and I can tell you how many companies he started, and they, that one didn't work, and he, he pivoted. Yeah, you, you, eventually, you're going to find something that works. Um, best basketball coach of all time.
1: My bias would be my high school coach, but in general, and this is really putting myself in my region, is Bob Hurley from St. Anthony's, Hall of Fame coach. the I I used to go to Bob Hurley week at Okinawa Invitational. When they had that, I've watched him coach games. I've seen him run practices. That is, from my eyes and my ears and the energy that I've been around, is the greatest coach I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, St. Anthony's got it. like, they should, yeah and that doesn't even exist anymore right
1: no uh, it went to funk yeah that was a really like do- as low budget as you could even imagine type of school they stayed alive forever off of donors and off donors of him probably church. yeah yes. exactly his connections and whatnot yep <laughs> um one book you'd recommend legacy it's about the new zealand all blacks uh i'm blanking on the author oh, right now Yeah, yeah yeah legacy. yeah, yeah
0: legacy I, okay th- i always ask that for me you um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna re- i'm gonna put that in my audible oh, so um good. Yep. okay uh i gotta just make sure i got all of these mm. um all right so i always end with this question mm. what would be one bit of advice you'd give your 18 year old self
1: mm. Uh, the the piece of advice that I would give my 18 year old self is, um, be more present. Just be more present. And like th- the moments that I was in, uh, all of them, the bus rides that I had with teammates, um, losses, uh, the locker rooms after, when coach was talking, like all of those things. Now that I'm on the other end, and I I like wish I could grab my players and tell them to appreciate these moments. I rem- We had a graduating senior this year who was about to go into coaching and it was one random day in practice that I went up to him while he was doing a stretching routine. And I said, write down your stretching routine, memorize it if you have to, but one day you're gonna be 26, 27, you're gonna be- go and play pickup. If you do the same routine, it'll bring you right back to this moment. It'll bring you back to what it felt like when you were playing, cause it'll replicate that same way you prepared. But it'll it'll like be a photograph of that moment. But I enjoyed playing so much, and I enjoyed all of it that I would just dare myself to to be more present in everything going forward.
0: That's a great life lesson too. You know, people just you, you lose the moments like shoot, my daughter's yeah. going off to college. We're going to be empty nesters. It's like, oh my God. It was like yesterday. They were crawling around the house. So right, I know. I love that. Well, thank you, coach. I appreciate it. I know this is busy but... to see time of year for you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate I appreciate it. Finding some time to do this. So no, my you. pleasure. I really appreciate you having me. This was a lot of fun. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, if you'd like to support us, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. Also subscribe and like. We do appreciate those. Have a great day